You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. James chapter 1, and we have worked our way to verse number 12. And tonight, we find, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Now, we know that he's going to explain temptation in the verses to follow. God doesn't tempt us. That word temptation deals with trials. God says that you're blessed. He will bless you. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. God takes us through the school of adversity, not to hurt us, but to help us, to strengthen us. You watch when you go through adversity. There is still sun on the other side and sunshine on the other side of adversity. God's still going to use you. Some of the greatest days of this church have been after the storms of life and the sorrows. The Bible says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he has tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Tonight, the word I want you to carry with you in 2022 We've seen trials and we've seen wisdom and we've seen the word single-minded, not double-minded. Tonight, I'll offer to you the word crowns. Do you know that when my labors and journeys are o'er, I'm going to stand safe on that beautiful shore and just to be near the dear Lord I adore will through the ages be glory for me. Oh, won't that be glory? to be on the other side with him. When we go to heaven, there'll be a reunion of loved ones we've said on before. Uh, there'll be the throne of God and see Jesus for the first time. There'll be no pain. There'll be no suffering. There'll be no sorrow. There'll be no darkness. But I will, and there'll be no sin. But in heaven, they await two things. They await the marriage supper of the Lamb. That will be held, that banquet, during the seven years of tribulation on planet Earth. The next event to take place is the rapture of the church. Jesus said that he'll come again. And if I come again, I'll receive you unto myself, that where I am, you may be also. And so the rapture, and then in heaven, during that seven-year period is the marriage supper of the Lamb. There's also the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat of Christ, the judgment of the Romans, the Bema seat in the Roman day. When the Olympics were held, there would be stairs that you'd walk up, and you'd walk to the judge, and he would award you a wreath we have the Olympic Games today based on that. Well, God is going to reward you 
Some of you in this church, it's going to be a wonderful sight to see. I'll stand way behind. Sometimes I wonder if there's going to be much reward for the pastor. I've watched people earn crowns. I'm watching some right now earn crowns. And we want to look at those crowns tonight. The crowns you can win that one day will be given in heaven. Not for our show, but no, we'll see tonight those crowns will be cast at the feet of the Lord Jesus. For he is worthy of all honor and glory and majesty and dominion and power forever and ever. Amen. Tonight as I look at this worthy crown of life, it is just simply one of several crowns that can be won. I've thought of this so many times. I've said it so many times from this pulpit. I wonder if at that time, and I believe this is going to be some weeping time in heaven. It's why twice God says he's going to wipe away our tears in heaven because we're going to suffer loss with those crowns. I've said it so many times in this pulpit. I've imagined the name is called Jack Treber. My sweet wife and I have served together. We started single over 51 years ago, serving God. But the older you get, I feel like I've done so little for God. Dr. Curtis Hudson turned to Bobby Robertson when he was dying with cancer at age 61. He was America's probably greatest soul winner. And said with a feeble voice, Bobby, I've done so little for Jesus. I'm not trying to be humble. I wonder, and I know I've worked hard. I don't know if my wife's worked hard. But I wonder if I'm going to have anything to offer. I wonder if Jack Treber, I wonder if my tw- that 14 grandkids say, oh, Papa's going up there. And I go to stand before God. I wonder if my grandkids hush. Papa's up there. And I wonder at that moment if I've suffered loss. By and by when I look on his face, his beautiful face, his glorious face, By and by, when I look at his face, I wish I had given him more. Tonight we look at these crowns, and they're crowns to be won. When my life is ended, turn, if you will, keep your hand here. I'd like you to go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 5 describes this judgment seat of Christ. In chapter 5, verse number 8, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of him. Verse 10, let's read it together. Ready? 
begin. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it good or bad. God is going to call us to the judgment seat of Christ. This is not the white throne judgment in the book of Revelation where God will say, depart from me, I never knew you. The white throne judgment is for the unsaved that rejected Jesus Christ. And at the white throne judgment, only sinners will be there. And God will cast them into hell for all eternity because they were not born again. But the child of God will not stand at the white throne judgment seat of Christ, but will stand at the bema seat or the judgment seat of Christ. Not, not the white throne, but the judgment seat of Christ. And I say this to say this, I will stand before God. Turn with me, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, God says that every man needs to, verse 10, take heed how he buildeth thereupon. These are building days. We're serving God in these days. It is so easy to serve for what I get out of it. It is so easy to serve for the applause of man. It is so easy to serve for the recognition of man. It makes us feel good, perhaps. But God says, you better take heed, Jack, how you build it. You need to have a good foundation. You need to have a sturdy foundation. He said, for other foundation, verse 11, can no man, lay, no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Here it is. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, and it gives us three great ingredients, gold, silver, precious stones. But then he gives us three weak ingredients, wood, hay, or stubble. The next three words, same in verse 13. The next three words, ready, begin. Every man's work. Not some of us as Christians, but every man's work shall be made manifest. John, in his first, in first John, he uses that word often manifest. Manifest is a great word. It means to just simply publicly expose. When God manifests something, he publicly lets everybody see it. Go back, if you will. Every man's work shall be made publicly exposed, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try, what's the next three, three words again? Next three words, every man's work of what sort it is. Was my work on this journey of life pride? Was it arrogancy? Was it for me? Was it self-will? God says he's going to try it. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, it shall receive a reward. That's the crowns, the judgment seat of Christ. And if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, yet himself shall be saved. Yes, so is by fire. You'll still go to heaven. You'll still be in heaven, but you'll have nothing to give. That song is on page 126. You don't need to turn there. By and by, when he holds out his hands, his welcoming hands, his nail-ribbon hands, by and by, when he holds out his hand, I wish I'd given him more, 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 such more. I wish I'd given him more. In the light of that heavenly place, 
light of his face, his beautiful face, in the light of that heavenly place. I wish I'd given him more. Please today, listen to me. Don't get to the end of your life and realize you've done nothing for Jesus. Nothing but leaves, the songwriter wrote, but Jesus. And when there should have been fruit, there should have been some accomplishment for God. And I'm speaking, I guess, what we call to the choir tonight. Because this is the greatest serving, giving, sacrificing, praying, active church that I've ever seen in my life. I praise God for you. But friend, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The crown during the Olympic Games and the crowns that are talked about here were crowns that were woven together. Historically, they would use oak, uh, oak leaves. We have some oak, oaks on this property. Oak trees will never be alive, uh, will never grow to their fullest potential in my lifetime or in yours. They take about 100 years. They're slow-growing trees. Many of them are located back here on the back of our property. But they're sturdy trees. And they take those oak leaves. And they take ivy. And they take parsley. And they weave it together. together. They take myrtle, historically. And they take olive and violet and roses. And they weave it together for what the Bible calls the word Stephanus which is simply a crown. And that's where we get the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics where they give a crown, they give a gold medal, a silver medal, a bronze medal, and it always has the, the emblem of this type of a, of a crown that we're mentioning. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we see the first crown, and some of you dear folks are winning this crown right now. You're serving. I call it the service crown. It's being involved in the Lord's service. You do what you can. We know in the past, we've studied last year, how that God gifts us, and God gives us a gift of salvation, the gift of mercy, the gift of helps, the gift of giving, the gift of teaching. The gift of ministration, there's nine gifts of the Spirit that He gives to us that we can use for His glory. Don't use your gift for yourself. And God gives us gifts. And then God allows us to have talents. Use your talent for God. Don't sit, but rather serve. My Bible says this, knowing not, verse 24, that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain now every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate, self-control in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. There's the incorruptible crown for those that served. Therefore so run I, not as uncertainty. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. In other words, I make my blows count, but I keep my body under my body and bringing up subjection, lest by any means I preach to others and I should be a castaway. God's going to reward you for serving him this morning as an usher and tonight and as a choir member this day and as a bus driver and a shuttle driver and as a mechanic and as a Sunday school teacher and as a nursery worker. And God's going to reward you for serving in the security 
and the parking lot attendant and the sound ministry and the live stream ministry. As God, God's going to reward you for serving him in special music today and all the instruments that you play. That's Christian service and vacuuming the buildings where no one sees you but you and your family vacuum and clean. And God, God sees you cutting those trees yesterday. And God saw you trimming those bushes yesterday. And God saw you cleaning up around this property. And God saw you yesterday and this week buffing those floors. And God saw you, and I don't mean to be uh, irreverent, to go into the restrooms and clean after people and clean those, those, uh, those, uh, those, uh, uh, those tanks and those sinks and those floors and clean in a, in a place that's rather filthy, really, in your mind, you think of it, and God saw you go in there and clean. That's service to him. God saw you serving with your tithes and offerings this morning. I wonder when we get to heaven, how many will run, win the service crown? Oh, not if it's based on wood, hay, and stubble. I wish I wouldn't have to play this. I wish I wouldn't have to sing. I wish I wouldn't have to preach all the time. I wish I would not have to be an usher all the time. I wish I wasn't all stuck in the sound room. I wish I wasn't stuck in the live stream. I wish I wasn't downstairs in the mixing room right now and mixing the station and the live stream so that people can hear the gospel. They're on, a, I think, a six or eight minute, eight second delay, and they mix it to get it out to people. I wish I wouldn't have to do that. I wish I wouldn't have to hold these babies that are screaming and have to be changed. Oh, no. But when we count it a joy to serve him, you're going to win a crown. I see there's another crown, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians, all the T-books are together. 1 and 2 Thessalonians, 1 and 2 Timothy, Titus. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul says the same thing to the church at Philippi in chapter 4, verse 1. But here he's talking to the Thessalonians, and he says in verse 19, what is our hope, our joy, our crown, there it is, of rejoicing, are not even in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? Are not even ye? It's, you're our crown. What's he talking about? A soul winner's crown. Paul had won these Thessalonians to Christ, Acts tells us. He had run those Philippian people to Christ. He said, you're my crown. I'm thinking of all you dear folks that faithfully are winning folks to Christ. Faithfully coming, coming to the point of giving the gospel of salvation. You know, there's a soul winner's crown. Oh, down here, maybe a lot of people don't see you winning souls. But up there, I think of our men. We have several pastors in Mexico tonight, and they're coming home. They'll be, of course, in church on Wednesday. But all those men that are there are great soul winners. They love God. But they went to a country to go look out and spy out the land. How can we get churches planted here? Now, they met with the, our missionaries there. and They met with the various people. and They've looked at various cities, and they looked at opportunities. And what's the purpose to send them there? To, to see, can we get some souls here? 
Can we win some souls in this area? Can Mexico have the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ? Why do you go on your bus routes for souls? Why do you teach the word of God in Sunday school for souls? Why do we have a church for souls? There's the service crown. There's the soul winner's crown. Second Timothy, we're going to buy this, the tea books. Go to Second Timothy. The third crown, as I call it, maybe there's a better name, the sold out crown. I, I want to be sold out when I draw my last breath. I, I don't want to be in this thing a while. Have you ever looked at the choirs in America? Have you ever looked at the church choirs in America? There are very few older people there. It's almost young people. To me, it's very sad. It's a reflection of what happens in church. You ever see the bus workers? And we have some older folks in the choir, thank God. We have some older folks in the bus ministry been at it 25, 30, 35, and nearing 40 years. But isn't it sad that we think we can serve and then, well, I'm too old, I'll quit. I'm not quitting. I, I refuse to. I may not be able to pastor one day, but I could be a bus captain. You wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, I would. I'm not going to die with a shuffleboard stick in my hand. I'm not saying I'm not going to play it. But I'm going to stay serving God. My Bible says in 2 Timothy in chapter 4, I have fought a good fight. Verse 6, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth has laid up for me a, here it is, a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, judge shall give to me at that day. Why is he giving it? Because he's been faithfully finished his course. Sell out to God. Sell out to God. I mean, just stay with this thing. Don't quit on God. You young couples, don't, don't well, we're, we're young, we're starting off. We need to go to church. Well, we're young, we have a baby now. We've got to go to church. Well, we have two babies. Well, we have five. Well, they're in Christian school now. What? What is this, Brother Panera, across America, that you get the kids graduated and then you think you can backslide and stay home and get out of church? That's not for me. By the way, this is, this is the sold out, but it's also, I think, the second coming crowd because also to them that love is appearing. Are you looking for him? Do you say that maybe today? My Lord will come for me. I'll try to wrap it up. You've been patient with me. I find in James 1.12 where we started, let's go back there. Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. The crown of Life is for those that have been tried. They've suffered. Our sweet 
Gene Kirby suffered quietly for 15 years with cancer. And I'm not for coming to church when you're sick. Please, I'm not advertising that. But sometimes we stay home for a sniffle. And if you're contagious and you have some type of flu bug, or, you better stay home, but, or COVID, whatever. But a year ago at this time, we were out in these tents. Brother Mike knows I played with him. I played with Gene many times. Don't, don't come. Stay home. Go in my office and watch it. Gene, so quietly, Pastor, I want to be here. I need to be here. And she would take those blankets and she'd get by a, a, a heater. We had in those tents. It's so cold. I think how we have to baby some people. Please come. Please come. I'm not coming back. I had a man about two years ago, three years ago, I guess now, he texted me at 2 o'clock Sunday, on Sunday morning and said, you get those guys to get that heater right. It's freezing in there. Thinking, why do I need that at 2 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning? At 65,000, I go sit out in these stadiums, 80,000 where it's freezing and snowing and they'll pay money for it. God bless the men that try to keep the heat right. I don't want that job. There's going to be a suffering crowd for them, I'll tell you that right now. And then in 1 Peter, the last time I have you turn, in 1 Peter chapter 5, there's the servant's crown. Oftentimes it's called the pastor's crown, but I think more than just a pastor can share it. I think a Sunday school teacher can get this crown. The Bible says the elders, which are the pastors, <clears throat> among you I exhort, who am also an elder, feed the flock of God. Don't be not, not of constraint, uh, not for filthy lucre, not for money, neither being lords over God's heritage. For when the chief shepherd, the the, the main shepherd, Jesus, shall appear. Ye shall receive the crown of glory, which fadeth not away. I believe there's some Sunday school teachers, that's the sixth crown, are going to get that crown. I told you the last time, but let me turn, to you, turn you over to Revelation 4. We're not going to walk around heaven with those crowns and magnify ourselves. Heaven's not about me. Heaven's about Jesus. In Revelation 4, in verse 10, for the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were created. There's a song that we have here in this song book. When earth's short day is far behind and heaven's roll complete, the one who saved us will say, well done, 
We'll cast our crowns at his feet. We'll cast our crowns at his nail-scarred feet. Our joy's complete. In his presence sweet, eternity's greatest privilege will be casting our crowns at his feet. In this book that we have, one of our supplement books, it's page one, it's also in our main book. I dreamed I crossed to heaven's side. An angel said, I'll be your guide. I'll lead you through this land so vast and save the best for last. The mansion's bright of golden streets, the greater sights I had dreamed. But when I gazed upon his throne, I was amazed at what I saw. My gains on earth were now as lost. This crown I earned was I was so unworthy of. But I made it, I made my Savior smile when I laid it on the pile. I, 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 I saw a pile of crowns laid before the Holy Lamb. One by one the saints had come to thank the Lord for what he's done. No greater sight in heaven I found than a holy God and a pile of crowns. I don't know as you get older in life, I think introspection can be dangerous. But the older I get, I feel like that old preacher that said, I'm dying. He had been so faithful to God. But he said, I'm going to see my Savior soon face to face. I feel like I've done so very little for God. And he said this, I hope I can crawl into heaven unnoticed. God's so worthy of everything. We miss our 10 other grandkids and we love these four that are here. They're so special, these four. They're so kind to us. I took two of the girls about 30 minutes away, Addison and Reagan, this week preaching Tuesday night. We had the best time. Just to be with those girls. And I knew they were going to get home. Their mom was going to tell them and dad of the home going of their sweet, they call her Aunt Jean. We have 10 other grandkids, and I, sometimes my heart just aches. I miss them so much. Landon uh, is our son. He's the only, only boy when he was born, just the only son. Now they have three boys and two girls, 10. But the name Treeper is going to come to a close because there's no Treepers after those three boys, unless they have boys. I don't know what God has for Landon or Lawson or Logan. That little Landon before his brothers came out, that little guy, I loved him. I still do. I love him so much. He's wiry. He's a spitfire. Oh, what an athlete. They're all athletes. Tim was a great athlete. Those three boys are just so good. He'll send me a video of them at the, at the base, playing baseball, or, and they're just so good. There's a BMX over here, and Landon was four. It's built on the old dump site, but it's beautiful. It's just 
these, these hills up and down, you ride those bikes, and you go around the corners, they're big old banks. And I said, Tim, you think he's supposed to be out there tonight? It was a Friday night. Well, that Friday night, he was four, and he ran one of those without pedals. His feet were the pedals. And you go down, and you go up, and you go around. He was flying. I mean, I was amazed that he wasn't afraid. I mean, steep bank, and up high, and down, jumped through the air, four years of age. I'll never forget when he finished the, he, he crossed the line, there was a lot of riders behind him, and he came second place, and he'd never done it before. And they took him to the Bema Seat Judgment, and they awarded him his trophy. I'll never forget that night, because he pedaled that little bike with his feet over to his dad. His dad hugged him, and I hugged him. He had his trophy in his hand. And he said, Papa, here's his exact words. I won this for you. He was speaking such theology. Papa, I said, oh, no, Landon, I can't take it. It's so special. I want you to keep it. It's your first trophy. He said, I want you to have it. And his dad looked at me and said, Dad, take it, please. It broke my heart. He gave me his first trophy. Papa, I won this for you. I want to give, I'm not trying to be irreverent. Papa, that's what the word Abba, Father, means. I want to give the Father. I want to give the son, Jesus, I, I want to give him some trophies because he's worthy of everything. Let's stand together, please. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Oh, Father, I thank you that you've allowed us the joy of not only getting saved, but then to have the joy of wanting some crowns to give to you because you're worthy of all praise, all glory. I would ask tonight that as church members, we would leave here with the desire to go win some crowns for the Bema Seat Judgment of Christ. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.